Hello everyone, my name is Wiseman Teddy and in today's episode we shall be talking about the differences between acting on the Word of God and doing the Word of God. I know most people may think that acting on the Word of God and doing the Word of God, it's the same. Well, it's not the same. And, um, you know, I've realized that most people when they say they are acting on the Word of God, they actually mean they are pretending to have what God said they have or they are pretending to be what God says they are. So, for example, you're sick and in response to the, the word of God that says you are healed, you begin to pretend and behave as though you are healed. Alright, so you don't take your medication or, or you go around telling people, hey, I'm healed. Uh, but the people can actually see evidently that you're not. <laughs> so you're actually pretending to be healed. It's like a fake it till you make it kind of a scenario. But God, God is not like that. And when we study the Bible, there's no one who was faking it in the Bible until God was like, oh, you've been faking it long enough. It's time to experience the real deal. <laughs> there's no way in the Bible where we experience that. And when we even look at the, the, the way Jesus did miracles, there's not even one miracle where the, he said to the person, you are healed. And the person had to pretend for a couple of days to be healed. And then uh, in the midst of their pretense, uh, they were like, uh, oh, I'm healed. <laughs> it didn't work like that. When we study the miracles of Jesus, they did not function like that. And even when we study the four, our forefathers, the, the patriarchs of the Bible, from Abraham, from Adam, to um, Moses, to Elijah, to Elisha, all these people, in all the encounters that they had, they never pretended. You see, when God said to Abraham, Abraham, you shall have a son, Abraham didn't start to pretend as if he had Isaac. He said, ah, I have Isaac. He didn't take a doll and begin to dress Isaac, that doll and say, ah, Isaac, oh, my miracle, my miracle baby. <laughs> like some of you are doing right now. You have a baby in your house and you've given that baby the name of the actual child you'll actually have as a way of expressing your faith. And I'm not trying to say that you are wrong, but I'm trying to say that your methods are ineffective and that's why you are frustrated. It is because God doesn't want you to pretend. He wants you to actually experience the reality of His Word. So acting on the Word of God, if we can define what it means to act on the Word of God, what it means to act on the Word of God, it is the human response to what God has said. Now, if you don't know what the voice of faith is, I encourage you to listen to the previous episode. That's where I preached about the works of faith. So just to help you understand what um, the works of faith are and the voice of faith is, I'll quickly summarize that previous teaching. When we hear the Word of God, the first thing that will happen is you'll have a vision. I'm summarizing, okay? You'll have a vision. You'll begin to see yourself differently. Because hope means to have a vision. And unless you have a vision, God cannot use you. He cannot prosper you. So number one, you'll have a vision. And after you have a vision, the Bible says that God will speak to you through that word. He'll come and say, touch the hem of his garment. You know the woman with the issue of blood? 
The Bible says, when she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. You see, how did she know that her healing was in the garment? It was spoken to her by the Spirit of God in her heart. After she heard the word of God, she had a vision that I can be healed. And after she had a vision that she could be healed, God saw that she was ready to obey his voice. So God said to, to her, Hey, hey, there's Jesus over there. If you touch the hem of his garment, you'll be healed. So that word which said to her, touch the hem of his garment, was the voice of faith. It came as a result of her, first of all, receiving the word of God. When she heard about Jesus, she received that word. And she said, ah, I believe that Jesus is the healer. And after receiving that word, that Jesus is indeed the healer, she saw herself being healed of Jesus. But she didn't know how she was going to be healed of Jesus. She just knew that some way, somehow, I'd be healed of Jesus. So while in her curiosity, God spoke to her through her own thoughts and said, Hey, if only you can touch the hem of his garment, you'll be healed. And the Bible says this woman stood up from where she was. Don't forget, this woman was still bleeding. She was still in pain. She was still struggling. But with all her pain, with all her struggle, she took a human decision to say, I will act on what God has said. You see, when she heard about Jesus, she did not act yet. It was after the voice said to her through her thoughts, if only you can touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> it was not her choice. She did not just decide, oh, how can I receive my healing? Ah, I'm just going to touch his garment. Maybe God will heal me. No, that word was inspired by God in her heart. And God ministered to her the method and the action necessary for her to receive her healing. And that's how we described how um, the action of faith comes. It comes from God. You see, when we, you know, there's so much I can say because there's so much I spoke about in the previous episode. I just encourage you to listen to the previous episode. So to avoid spending too much time speaking about what I've already discussed in the previous episode, um, this woman, after she received that word from God that touched the hem of his garment, she had a choice. She had a what? A choice to either stand up and touch the hem of his garment or sit down and wait for another word which would be more comfortable for her. Or she could have just said, until Jesus comes to my house, ah, that it means I won't be healed. And uh, unfortunately, if she did do that, she would have died in her sickness. So fortunately enough, when she heard the voice of God, she acted on the word of God. So we see the action of faith is a response to the voice of faith. What is the voice of faith? The voice of faith is the voice that comes to you after you have accepted the word of God and you have formulated the vision in accordance to the voice or the word of God which you have accepted. And then the voice of God comes and begins to minister to you the actions necessary to bring that vision to pass. Okay, so she saw herself being healed of Jesus, but she didn't know how she would be healed of Jesus. So God came and spoke to her and says, hey, the way you'll be healed of this Jesus which you believe in is by touching the hem of his garment. And when the woman had this voice within her heart, 
You know, the Bible says she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. The Bible says she stood up with all her pain and all her bleeding and all her suffering and acted on the word which she heard. She acted on the voice of faith. That in simplicity is the meaning of acting on the word of God. When you respond to this voice of faith and notice this, when we act on the word of God, we do what God told us. We are not pretending to have received, hoping that in our pretense, God would meet us halfway and we would be healed. <laughs> nope, it doesn't work like that. So now, what is to do the word of God? Okay, now let's continue with our story. The woman with the issue of blood as our prime example. The Bible says, okay, so she heard this voice in her heart that says, touch the hem of his garment. She stood up with all her pain and all her suffering. And she went to where Jesus was. And when she got there, the Bible says, there was a crowd surrounding Jesus. But the woman did not allow that to discourage her. So I want to tell you something. Sometimes God will tell you to do something. But the moment you're trying to do it, there may be numerous discouraging elements standing in your way. But don't allow them to discourage you. Don't allow them to stop you. Maybe God will say to you, hey, next year you're going to university. Huh, and the results come. First term, fail. And you can be discouraged. But God says, no. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Stop looking at your results. Stop looking at your sickness. Stop looking at the progress after prayer of the symptoms that you are experiencing. You know, some people, they pray, they pray, they pray, and they, they test the symptoms to say, hey, is there an improvement? So God says, no, 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 no. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, on the vision, on the goal. So says Christ in us, the hope of glory. So Christ is hope. So when you fix your eyes on Jesus, you're also fixing your eyes on the vision that, you're that you have received from the word of God. So says fix, be focused. Don't go there, don't go here. Be focused. So I just realized that another element of faith is focus. Because it says, focus, fix your mind on Jesus. So it means that if your faith is going to work for you, you have to channel your mind and be focused on what God is saying. No wonder God said to Joshua, Joshua, my friend, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. But for you to prosper, and you just read Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, meditate on my word so that you will be able to observe everything that is written in it. And he says, and then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success and you will deal wisely. It was conditional. Joshua had to focus his mind on what God has said through Moses, through meditation. So which means that the way we fix our eyes on Jesus is through meditation 
meditation causes us to focus as we act on the word of god it causes you to focus as you are forming your faith you are so god says the only way you can focus is through meditation and if you don't meditate you you will quickly forget what god has said and you'll be like peter when he walked on water he looked at the winds and the waves and he forgot that the one who said come is still with him in the water and instead of fixing his eyes on jesus he was fixing his eyes on the wind the waves and all his insecurities and he began to sink and he was dying he was about to drown in the water until well god rescued him but god was not pleased he was like peter why did you doubt man why 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 you you were walking 2 seconds ago now you're drowning what happened why didn't you maintain your faith why did you why did you stop looking at me why did you lose your focus so doubt comes as a result of losing our focus and when we stop meditating in on the word of god we are meditating on other things and the other things that we are meditating upon will build in us doubt so doubt comes as a result of space in our minds that it has not been occupied by the word of god so you have to drive out the old self drive out your old mentality and just focus my friend you need to focus so it says fix your eyes on jesus and focus and focus so the woman when when she she saw the crowd she was not concerned with the crowd because god said to her go and touch the hem of his garment so her only focus was jesus and touching the hem of his garment okay so the woman with all the bleeding and all the suffering she she saw the crowd and she was like mm, 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 mm. i see the crowd today but i'm going to get to where jesus is i'm going to where jesus is and the bible says this woman she pushed through the crowd and you know i'm going to use a foreign language it says apendla pendla i don't know what it's to pendla pendla in my in english um she began to make way you know when when you're in a bush and you're trying to cut through the grass and you 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 clear your path to where you're going so the bible says this woman she cleared the path to where she was going and she touched the hem of his garment mhm so she acted on the word of god all the time when she was walking going towards jesus um pushing off the crowd that was the still acting on the word of god and when she touched um the hem of his garment the work was complete mhm and when the work was complete faith became alive the faith became alive it became a living being in the form of healing and she was healed she was what she was healed <laughs> because she acted on what god said now after she was healed just look 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 at what jesus does now let's read mark chapter 5 um from verse 30 so we'll just jump straight to verse 30 we will not read the rest of the story because we dealt with this in episode chapter episode um episode 2 now it says and jesus recognizing in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth 
turned around immediately in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Okay. So Jesus felt the power coming out of him. And verse 31, And the disciples kept saying to him, You see the crowd pressing hard around you from all sides, and you ask, Who touched me? Now I just want to make a side note. Listen, everyone was doing the same action as the woman with the issue of blood, but their issue was not changing. And power did not proceed from Jesus when the other people touched. Why? Hmm? If the action of faith is just merely corresponding to the word of God, it means that everyone who was touching was supposed to be healed because all everyone is doing the same action. It is the corresponding action of receiving healing. And then we would say that the way to receive healing is to touch the hem of his garment. So, well, we would go to Israel and look around and say, hey, does anyone have the hem of Jesus' garment? Because we know that is the way we are going to be healed. You know, we, we were going to look for the hem of his garment. Well, probably Jesus would have left the hem of his garment on earth because he would have known that the process, the action of being healed is touching my garment. No. This action was personal to the woman because God had personally spoken to her that your miracle, not your brother's miracle, not your neighbor's miracle, not your sister's miracle, but your, your miracle specifically is by touching the hem of his garment. Now, this tells you that faith is personal. When God deals with you, he doesn't deal with you as a group. He deals with you personally. And he will, he will bless you personally based on your obedience to his voice. So, though other people who were touching, uh, God was like, oh, you are touching, but you're not obeying my voice. You are touching for your own selfish reasons. You are pretending, you are acting as an actor would act in a movie. But this woman is not acting. This woman is obeying, is obeying my voice. Okay? She's, when I say acting, don't get confused. I mean, this woman is obeying the voice of God. She's acting upon what God said to her in her spirit. So Jesus felt that, no, 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 no. The person who touched me here is not touching me by her own authority. She's touching me as a result of the ministration of the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God in Jesus proceeded out of Jesus and touched the woman and said, ah, your faith is complete. You've obeyed me. You have touched his garment. And she was healed. The Bible says she was healed from the source. So Jesus began to ask, who touched me? And they said, everyone is touching you. But Jesus knew that he's not necessarily interested in the people who are touching him physically, but he's interested in the one who obeyed his voice. So the Bible says, when they said, who, when they said everyone is touching you, the Bible says, Jesus kept on looking. So he saw everyone as touching him, but he just knew, ah, here, this, people, this one is not healed, this one is still the same. The one who is healed, she's, she's somewhere here. So the woman, the Bible says, and, but the woman, verse 33, knowing what had been done for her, though alarmed and frightened and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And the Bible says, Jesus responded to her and he said to her daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me, springing faith in God, has restored you to health. 
And God said, Go in peace and be continually healed and be freed from your distressing bodily disease. Mm -hmm. Now, in verse, now let's go back to the verse where she was healed. In verse 29, the Bible says, And immediately her flow of blood was dried up at the source, and suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing alignment, or the issue of her blood. From the source she was healed. So she was healed before Jesus even spoke. So why was it necessary for Jesus to look for the person who had been healed from his power? Why didn't he just continue with his business and allow the woman to go on and he could heal other people? But he stopped what he was doing and spoke. And he said, woman, verse 30, um, verse 34, he said, woman, my daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me springing from faith in God has restored you to health. Go in peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. <laughs> ah, now we are introducing the doing part of the word of God. So this woman is now healed. She acted on the word of God and the word of God has responded to her and she has received. She's healed. But look, God spoke again for the second time. You see, the first time God spoke to her, he spoke to her in her heart. He said, go and touch the hem of his garment. And now God says for the second time, it says, woman, your faith has, has made you healed, has made you well, you are healthy now. And then he he declares another word. This is very important. This is very, very important. And you, you must not miss the revelation. He declares another word and says, Go in peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. It's a command. But now this command He's not asking her to act according to what... <laughs> He's not asking her to act on the word. He's asking her now to do the word. The word said you are healed. Now go and do it. Continue to be healed. Because as you continue to be healed, you are actually doing the word. <laughs> My brother, doing the word of God is exemplifying the word of God. You see, doing the word of God is becoming what God has said and, be, and being the practical example. So when God speaks to you, the first time he will speak to you, he will speak to you the process in which you will be healed through his voice of faith. All right? And when, you, when he has spoken to you that, that, that process, it is your responsibility, your striving, your works, your sweat. To act on that word. You strive with your sweat. So you'll pray, you'll fast, and you do whatever God has commanded you to do. You will walk and strive and fight through the pain and the suffering until you touch the hem of his garment. That is, until you have fulfilled um, the, the, the mission 
in which God has sent you to, fu to fulfill. And when you have fulfilled that mission, he says, now, don't just be hearers of the word only. James chapter um, 1 verse 22 says, don't just be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. All right. So he says, now, now that you are healed, now that your healing is present and past tense, he says, go, continue to be healed. Continue to be healed. Go and be my testimony. Go and be my evidence that I am the healer and you are the example, the display that I indeed am the healer. You see, doing the word of God, it is becoming what God has said. It is to do it. So if God says by his stripes you were healed, doing the word of God, it is becoming healed by his stripes. <laughs> if God says he became poor so that you might become rich, doing the word of God means becoming rich. You do it. You prove it. You show it. You do it. Oh, my God. You see, you're not acting on it. You are doing it. You are the rich of God who became rich from his poverty. You do it. If God says you shall lay your hands on, on the sick, doing the word of God is laying your hand on the sick and the sick being healed. That's doing it. Doing it's becoming the practical example of what God has said. You see, you see, doing it is the transition from action to doing. Before you can do the word of God, you need to act on the word of God. Mm -hmm. And when you have acted on the word of God, then God will speak to you a second time. And when he speaks to you a second time, that voice that comes to you is not coming to you to, 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 to ask for your obedience. You see, you have already proven your obedience through your first actions. So now God is giving you a word of empowerment, a word of ability to do and continue to do. His word. <laughs> oh, my God. So just like the woman with the issue of blood, um, you begin to do. He says, go, continue to be healed and continue to be free. And the woman, she went and she continued to be free. She continued to be healed. You see, if Jesus did not say that word, you see, the Bible says the devil will come back and check if the house is empty. You see, when you receive a miracle and the devil finds that this second voice of God did not speak to you, he will qualm and quarrel with your miracle. But once he, he finds that, oh, Jesus has secured your miracle, he said, hey, continue to be healed and continue to be free and continue to have peace. When the devil comes, he will find occupation that in you is a word. The Bible says the word of God is alive and active. So you'll find the word of God in you alive and active. And as much as he wants to destroy you, no one can resist what God has said, not even the devil. So when God said to the woman, continue to be healed and to be healed, he was trying to tell her that go and do my word. My word says you are healed. Go, do it. Become the practical example so that everyone here through you may believe in me. 
So, 2 Peter, I mean 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased, special people, that you may set forth. Now, the word set forth also means to display the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and the perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you, you, have, you, you have been delivered from the darkness. Now that you have been delivered from the darkness, he says, now don't just be hearers of the word only, but be doers. And how do you do the word of God? He says, set forth his wonderful deeds. Set forth his wonderful deeds. So if God says he's a healer, set forth his wonderful deeds. Go and heal. Be the practical example that God can heal. Do the word of God. Prove the word of God. By healing the sick. Through this word that made you healed. He says, take what you've received and go and display to other people. He says, to display, to set forth the wonderful deeds of God. What are the wonderful deeds of God? Deliverance is a wonderful deed of God. Healing is a wonderful deed of God. That's what the Bible says, those who believed shall cast out devils. They shall pray for the sick and the sick will be healed. They shall trample on scorpions. They shall speak in new tongues. So that whoever bears witness, they can say, indeed, God has touched this man. You know, that there are times when God, after God had prayed for um, the sick and the people saw the testimony. The Bible says the people who witnessed the, the healing and the miracle, what testimony did they give? They said, surely, indeed, this is the Son of God. How, how did they come to that conclusion? They came to that conclusion because they saw a man doing the word of God, being the practical example of what Jesus was preaching. They saw healing in action through the man whom God had healed. So God is saying to us, don't just be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. Be the practical examples that my word is true. So he says, um, he says, go and set forth my wonderful deeds. Not only that, but display my virtues, display my excellence. So when people see you, they should see the excellence of God. When people see you, they should see the virtues of God. Listen, young men, young women, when people see you, they're not supposed to see a drunkard. They're not supposed to see a gossiper. They're not supposed to see um, um, a fornicator. They're supposed to see the virtues and the excellence of God. Don't come and say grace, 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 grace. No, it's time for people to see the practical example of grace. Don't just be hearers of the word only. Confessors of the word only. Just don't just, don't just, don't just love God in speech, just love God in action. So most of you are, you, you, you are Christians in your speech, but in your actions, you are not Christians. You see, you're denying the power thereof through your livelihood. Your health is denying the power. So God says, do the word of God. Be healed. Be free. Be delivered. Be blessed. Be rich. So that people can look at you and say, surely, Jesus 
is the son of God. That's what the Bible is saying to us. So doing the word of God means being the practical example, the living embodiment of what God has said. Do the word of God. It is time to do the word of God. Young man, young woman, it is time to do the word of God. And in this year, I tell you, you will do the word of God. He said, by his stripes you are healed. My, my brother, you will do that word. You will be healed. And you'll, and you'll do it. You'll practice healing. You'll see healing. And you'll continue to be healed. You'll do that word. And he also says that Jesus became poor so that we, through his poverty, may become rich. Do you know what it means to do that word? Do you know what it means to do that word? It means to be rich. <laughs> if you're doing that word, you're doing it. Be rich. Do it. Become rich. And become the practical example of what God has said. You see, when we do the word of God, we, we don't pretend to be rich. We do it. God is not fake. He's real. There's no need to fake God. There's no need to fake it until we make it. We do it practically. And people, when they look at us and they observe us, they will say, indeed, God is real. And they will believe in God because we are doing the word of God. Now, I want to share with you the last scripture. And I will close with this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, um, verse 3. Now, the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, it says, You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. And it says, Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is of heart. He says, Paul is saying to them, Hey, you guys, you guys are the practical example. You are, oh my God, you are the physical evidence that what we are preaching is true. That what we are preaching is, is not fake. You, you guys, you are the practical example. When people look at you, they can practically see that Jesus is the healer. When they look at you and the people, when they look and observe, they read your lives. They look at where you came from before you met us. And when they look at us now that you have met us, it says you are the, the practical example, the epistle that men read and through whom men will believe in God. He says, you guys, you guys are doing the word of God. You are now the practical example, the displayers of the virtues and the excellence of God. Can you imagine whereby you, you pray so much and you declare so much and you believe so much and, and your faith has grown to such an extent that God can say to you, my son, you are a letter, my epistle in flesh. Huh? Huh? Paul wrote and said, ye are more than conquerors. In essence, he's saying that 
hey yes i have a, i have there's a place where i wrote that we are more than conquerors but now you guys when i look at you when i look at your lives i can truly see that those who believe in god are more than conquerors he says you can do all things through christ he says hey you guys the way you have grown your faith the way you have meditated on the word of god the way you've acted on the word of god hey the way you are doing the word of god we can now see that indeed we can do all things through christ thank you for listening to this podcast if you were blessed by this message please share it with your friends and family we will continue our message of faith next week sunday until we meet again god bless you shalom